Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Jim Reese, Director of Business Development at Offit Kerman. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm really excited to have you on the show because there are not a lot of law firms that have a Director of Business Development. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. Correct. I am a unicorn. That's what I started calling myself. I have a fabulous job for a fabulous firm. And as director of business development for a full service law firm, um, my responsibilities and my role is what I call a three-legged stool. The main role, as you might guess, is to attract new clients to the firm. That's my main role. I'm completely externally facing. I'm in the market. I'm trying to attract new clients to the firm. We'll get into how I do that later. I'm sure you've got some questions for me. My second role is to uh, recruit new attorneys to the firm, which is also I can uh, I can get into later on in the show. And thirdly is to create strategic partnerships with other professional services who are in the same small to mid-sized market. It could be a bank. It could be an accounting firm. It could be a marketing company, an IT company, you know, a managed service provider, a benefits firm, et cetera. As long as they are in the small to mid market and as long as they are selling to really the owner of a an owner managed business, that's who I that's who I want to get in front of. CEO, president, owner, founder of owner managed businesses. I think I know the answer to this question, but I want to ask it to you anyway, just for the benefit of our audience. If you go online and you jump on LinkedIn or Indeed or something like that, and you're looking for a director of you know business development for law firms, you will see those job descriptions come up, but they're typically very different from what you do. So why don't you differentiate a little bit about um, how your role is different from other director of business development, you know, more traditional roles that they'd find at a law firm? That's a great question. And I've learned sort of the hard way. So at the very beginning, which was about five years ago when I took on this role, I actually researched because they said the firm said, you know, come up, let us know what title you want. And I felt like a director was better than manager. And what I saw out there in the market, whether it's from a law firm or an accounting firm, I saw titles like director of marketing and business development. And I went to a when I went to events and I met those directors of marketing and business development, I would have to say they were focused 90% on marketing and 10% on business development. For example, I'd go to um, an event, the director of marketing and business development would be there, and they'd be setting up their table with the nice table skirt and the tchotchke stuff on it and putting everything in a row. And I'd be uh, I'd be with the crowd networking. So, you know, marketing sort of um, sets the table, and business development invites the guest and and really um, acts as a host for their guests and gets to know them. So, I recognized that my role was very different from theirs. I also noticed that most of those directors of marketing and business development were 
a lot younger than I am and a lot better looking than I am. So if you get you sort of get the picture of, of, of who they were, that was really the biggest difference that I saw. Um, the other difference is that most people with a role like mine at a law firm or accounting firm are generally what I've learned are internally facing. They're working, in my case, you know, in, in a law firms, in a law firm, they would be working internally with the lawyers to teach them how to do business development and how to implement their marketing plans. Um, that is not my role. My role is to be, again, externally faced in the market, um, just talking to people, meeting people and trying to attract new clients to the firm. Spot on. And, and I, I know that very well because one of the hats I wear is I am uh, kind of the business development and marketing advisor to a firm called Hogue Fenton, which has about 50 attorneys in the Bay Area. And the role, as you described, is exactly the role I play for the firm. It's typically marketing mostly with some business development, coaching and training for the associates and guidance. So uh, I love my role, but it's very different from what it is that you do. And I think there's some awesome things um, about having a role like yours in the firm. But one of the questions I have for you, because a lot of these attorney entrepreneurs listening may not be able to bring in a director of business development like you, but they can certainly work with someone like you. So I'd love to hear about how you work with other attorneys outside of the Austin Kerman firm uh, in your role. As you and your listeners know, attorneys can be very good referral sources for other attorneys. So when I walk into a networking event or I walk into a room I'm looking for attorneys from other firms uh, to meet because, again, they can be great referral sources, especially um, if they don't have the practice areas that we have. So we're full service, but we don't do personal injury. Um, we don't do medical malpractice. We don't do workman's comp. We, um, on the employment side, for example, I refer a lot of employee or plaintiff work to uh, an attorney that I know who does plaintiff work, and he refers employer-related labor and employment work to to me and my firm. So yes, uh, the, you know, other attorneys could be great referral sources. Awesome. And in, in that regard, what other are there other attorneys you're specifically looking to meet, whether they're in specific parts of the country or they have specific practice areas? Yeah, great. Thank you for asking. Um, Offit Kerman has until a couple of months ago has been an east coast firm with with offices from south carolina up to new york on december 1st we opened an office in la california and now that we're bi-coastal our growth strategy is to fill in the rest of the country with similar uh, regional offices um, so the major cities uh, throughout the country is what we're looking for and Obviously, as you and the listeners know, COVID changed everything. So we have attorneys who we have an attorney who moved out to Denver during COVID, and an attorney moved to Vermont during COVID, an attorney moved to South Carolina uh, to North Carolina during COVID. So our attorneys are are really spread out all over the country. But you know, the concentration is is South Carolina up to New York and now LA. So we are on a aggressive growth plan to open up offices throughout the country. Awesome. That's great to hear. And congratulations on the growth and the and the ongoing success of the firm. We're going to shift gears here and jump more into business development because I think our attorney entrepreneurs can really stand to benefit from your guidance. So I'm going to ask you just some questions and we'd love to get your thoughts on them. So first question is, 
you know, what would you say to an attorney who says that they don't have the time for business development? And you, you hear that a lot, right? I would say you have to make time because you always have to be marketing and doing business development. Certainly at Offit Kerman, we stress to all of our attorneys to build their own book of business. Whether they stay at Offit Kerman, Offit Kerman or move on, it's in every attorney's best interest really to grow their own book of business and their own clients. Um, we back it up with training, with business development training internally at our firm, and I'm sure other firms do the same or they hire someone like yourself. Uh, you're a great resource for those attorneys in those firms, but you've got to, to build up your, your own book of business and your own clients. It's, and, and you have to find time. You find time to work out. You find time to spend with family. You find time to sleep. You find time to you know do your hobbies, whether it's tennis or golf or riding bikes or whatever it might be. And marketing and doing business development should be one of those activities that you you make time for. Jim, I know this is a judgment call, um, but I'm asking you because I think you've probably gotten this question before or at least thought about it. If uh, you're working with an attorney, you're talking with an attorney who's at the situation where they're, they really do need to build their book of business and they're starting from very little or they have a book of business, but they're really looking to explode that book of business. What is sort of the guidelines for them that they're doing kind of the minimum amount of business development that they need to do? And you mentioned, you know, fitting a workout into your schedule, you know, that's a certain amount of time. And so what's, what's the guidance that you give to attorneys about how much time they should allocate for this kind of thing? Another great question. I, I'll start off by saying I can remember clearly when I first started this role about five years ago, speaking with some of the younger attorneys at the time and their response to me would be, you know, one of the things I would tell them is, look, find some rising stars at the regional accounting firms, marketing company, IT company, benefits company, et cetera, and, and put together an informal group that meets monthly of your peers who are again, in professional services, and they're, they're trying to meet owners of companies to sell their, their service. And, you know, put that group together, meet monthly, and you will end up referring business to each other. And I remember one of the attorneys said, yeah, but at this stage in our practices, none of us have clients yet. And I said, keep up the meetings. Eventually, somebody's going to get a client, and they're going to need benefits and accounting and marketing and IT help. And you'll see what happens. And P.S. That was five years ago. The attorney that I can that I recall speaking to, he's got a major, significant book of business today. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's not going to happen overnight. But I think putting together an informal group of rising stars at other professional service firms is a great start for young or younger attorneys that don't have a book of business yet. And you'll see that if they're truly around rising stars, they're going to get clients and they're going to refer business to each other. So that's that's really the the start of, of my, my suggestions to the younger attorneys. At the minimum, that's something that I think is a great um, activity for them to jump into. And it's not time consuming. It's a couple hours a month with some follow-up maybe. And I can assure you that will create referrals and business for everyone around that table. Yeah, the great idea and suggestion. And what's cool about it is it doesn't take any, any money. It doesn't even take that much time. 
And it is a long-term play. I'm so glad you brought that up. And just to reemphasize that, you know, this business development is a long-term type of a deal. It's not something where you can just snap your fingers and have clients pouring in the door the next day. Now, you know, um, when I started this role, I went to a, a conference. I think it was a maybe legal marketing association conference. And I remember all the speakers spoke about the sales cycle for selling legal services. And again, this was like five years ago. And I, as I recall, most people talked about 18 to 24 months as a uh, sales cycle for selling legal services. So, you know, don't think that it's going to happen overnight, but uh, I'm living proof that if you plant seeds and enough of them, those seeds will germinate and grow. And all of a sudden, referrals drop out of the sky when you least expect it. I'm here to tell you that that's how it works. That's awesome. So, Jim, how did how did you build your book of business? Oh, I love telling this story. So, um, you know, I did a lot of thinking when when I started this role, and I thought to myself, how do people get business? And what I remember, you know, er everyone saying, well, you get business by being in the right place at the right time. Uh, you get business because people know you, like you, and trust you. So um, I thought about those two, and I thought, okay, right place, right time. So I said to my wife, um, for me to be successful, I need to be at right place at the right time. It's all about timing. So to increase my odds, I'm going to be at a lot of places all the time. And that was pre-COVID when there were tons of networking events and networking groups that met in person. I was in my car all the time going from a coffee meeting to another coffee meeting, to a lunch meeting, to meeting someone at their office, to a happy hour or networking event. I was at a lot of places a lot of time and it worked. Um, that is not a sustainable plan, but if you do that for a couple of years, um, it, it really, really will work for you. So that's how I started off. Then COVID hit. And rather than sit around whining and saying, well, my business depends on me being in front of people, I figured, well, no one was going to be in front of people. What's the next best thing? I discovered Zoom. I put a couple of Zoom networking groups together, um, attracted a lot of interest and, and realized, like many others have, that, wow, how effective and efficient is that, that I can do this from home and touch so many people via Zoom? Then, of course, um, we're now we are back to in-person events. And so I've got a balance of in-person networking, Zoom networking, phone calls, Zoom meetings, coffee meetings. And I've got I can't forget to talk about this. Part of my success is that I've become very, very active on LinkedIn and I've got a ton of followers. And people seem to really like what I post and I get great engagement. So if you take into consideration in person, people see me in person, people see me remotely on Zoom and people see me on LinkedIn. Three of those together creates fantastic exposure for me. Rarely does a day go by when someone doesn't say, I see you everywhere. And you know, why is that good? Because you can't sell legal services. You just need to be top of mind when someone needs to buy them. And I am pretty darn top of mind, either in person or remotely or on LinkedIn. So 
it works. It does take a lot of time, but again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. One other thing I would mention is the know, like, and trust. Um, I used to think that if someone knows you and likes you, they would do business, but that's not so. We all have friends, for example, or even family members who we know and we like, and we wouldn't do business with. So we know them, we like them, we'd have a beer with them, but probably, you know, maybe not do business with them. So the trust part is really key. Um, I don't mind saying that I'm typically not the smartest guy sitting around the table, but that's okay. I'd rather be the most well-liked person sitting around the table. The attorneys can be the smartest. The CPAs can be the smartest. I want to be the most well-liked. And that's really helped me a lot. Awesome. I love a lot of what you said there, Jim. Boy, boy, where do I even start? Let's start with LinkedIn. Uh, So I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. In fact, for the audience that's listening here, if you want to check out LinkedInforLawyers.net, you can actually take a, um, a free module that we're offering for our LinkedIn for Lawyers course. We actually go through a lot of the things uh, that you know people like yourself, Jim, and other LinkedIn rock stars do to become top of mind. LinkedIn is a phenomenal way of doing that and augmenting your networking efforts. Um, and for those of you that are thinking, you know, it sounds like Jim is putting in a lot of work and a lot of time. Well, <laughs> that's what business development is all about. And it has to be really relationship-based. And I think, Jim, that's what you're getting at here is people have to know you, they have to like you, they have to trust you. All those things have to happen. That requires a relationship and a relationship takes time and it takes effort. And then to your point, Jim, too, the the practice of law is an event-driven business. Um, People don't call law firms for fun, generally speaking. They call when they have a need. And so you have to be top of mind not only within your practice area, <clears throat> but also within other, with other people who may just think of you as their go-to attorney for anything. But if you're top of mind, you're going to get those calls. And that's what business development is really all about. You know, we, we call them at-bats, right? We just want some at-bats. Um, by the way, uh, I appreciate your, your nice comments about me um, and, and my work. It is, it is important for me to mention my disclaimer is Remember, I'm not an attorney. I'm only doing business development. I'm 100% business development. That's all I do. I don't do client work because I'm not an attorney. I work for a law firm. I do business development. Not an attorney. I don't do client work. That's very different than many of the than all of the lawyers who are listening. Um, so can't expect them to maybe you know get to where I've gotten in five years. Again, it's a marathon. Uh, not a sprint, but these are all these are all I think good ideas for the listening attorneys uh, to to consider. It is, and when we work with uh, with our clients, we don't expect them to do that level of business development. We're looking, and we follow something called the twenty ten five rule, which is something that that we invented. It's for the owners of small law firms. It's a way for them to think about their time. The twenty stands for about twenty hours a week of client work. The ten stands for about 10 hours a week in business development and marketing. And for most lawyers, that's a lot. But if if you own a small law firm and you're able to spend 10 hours a week on business development and marketing, your practice is going to grow. And if you want to know what the five is, go visit our website and you can get all the details in the 2010 five rule. Oh, shocks. I was going to ask you what that five was. (laughs) (laughs) 
So thanks for bringing that up, Jim. It's a really good point that, you know, uh, attorneys have to do the work as well and manage staff. Um, but by carving out some time each week, they will begin to build that book of business. Question for you, Jim, are there things from a business development perspective, or what are some of the things, I guess, from a business development perspective that you wish other attorneys did more often? Oh, okay. I, I got some good ideas, I think, for uh, your listening audience. So a uh, couple of things in no necessary order of, of priority, but a couple of things that I think work really well. Um, we all go to networking events. You know, you, you buy a ticket for 35, 50 bucks, whatever it is. You go to a networking event, you come home and your wife says, your partner says, um, you know, your spouse says, so how was the event? Like, oh, what a waste of time. I, I'm, I'm really sorry I went to that chamber event. There was a chamber happy hour. I'm really sorry I went. There was no one there that that I could sell to. Um, and I hear that all the time. So what I have learned and what I try to do is the best way to get in front of the people who are buying your product, which for most of most of us and your listening audience there, the business owners are buying our legal services, is to create your own event and invite your clients and prospects who are business owners to come to the event. Now, could be expensive, right? So I'll get back to my initial example of the young attorney who I suggested build this little um, peer-to-peer network of rising stars. and. Take the accountant, the banker, the marketing person, the benefits person, four or five people, throw in a couple hundred dollars each and have a happy hour from 5 to 7 p.m. at a, you know, a, a local bar or restaurant where they can carve out some space for you and only invite business owners. And all of your partners in the event invites their business owner, prospects, and clients. You want to meet their prospects and clients, and they want to meet yours. Don't necessarily invite referral sources. Don't necessarily invite people who are selling. You want to invite people who are buying, people who can say yes to you. So that's not expensive. And um, again, rather than rolling the dice and going to an event and saying, wow, I hope the people I want to meet who can say yes, I hope they're there, have your own event. That way you can't go wrong. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing, as I've mentioned several times, is put together your own referral group of peers. Because frankly, you know, for a 35-year-old attorney, there's no reason really to put together a group of 65-year-old or 60-year-old CPAs, marketing people. Um, bankers, because they've already got tons of referral sources, but you and your peers, your young peers don't. So put together those groups. And then I would say a great idea would be for uh, for the attorneys is to put together a CEO roundtable. Um, so invite clients and prospects who are business owners and say, once a month, we're going to meet and here's the way the agenda is going to work. We're going to have conversations about your business challenges and your business successes. Maybe you bring in a speaker every now and then to, to present about a relevant and meaning, meaningful topic. You know, you, it doesn't cost anything. You have it in your office, in your conference room. 
So these business owners are coming to your office once a month. And guess what? When the business owners have a legal need, there's a really good chance that they're going to call you because they see you every month in your office, in your conference room, and they're comfortable with you. They know you now, they like you, they trust you. So who are they going to turn to when they need legal services? They're going to give you a shot. And again, it gets back to the at-bats. Fantastic. Jim, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to over the next 12 to 18 months at Offit Kerman? Well, I'm a lucky guy because I'm working for a firm that has a, uh, we are a growth machine. As uh, as we like to say, growth is part of our DNA. We have recently um, uh, partnered or acquired or, or affiliated with a firm in LA. Um, so we are looking for individual attorneys, small law firms, larger law firms all over the country who have great attorneys that have practices that match with at least one of ours, and we have over 30 practice areas. Great attorneys, but maybe they're not really great business managers. And that's what we find. So uh, these, these could be law firms that are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Maybe it's the founder's trap where the founders are baby boomers and they're ready to retire. Um, but for whatever reason, they haven't been able to grow. They've plateaued during COVID. They can't fill their office space. Tough time recruiting. Recruiting is really, really competitive these days. Um, when they hitch their wagon to our horses, beautiful things happen. Um, we have all of the back office support that they need, whether it's accounting and finance, IT, marketing, HR, business development, you name it. Um, and they can concentrate 100% of the time on their clients, servicing their clients, growing their client base. They don't have to worry about any of the management responsibilities. And um, I speak to these new attorneys all the time after six or 12 months, and they, they do very well at our firm. And most of the time, they're very happy about uh, being affiliated with Alpha Kerman after, you know, after the, uh, the, the partnership. And it just works out great. Really works awesome. out great. Awesome. So I'm looking for those opportunities all over the country. Great. And Jim, if someone wants to reach out and contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, as I said, I'm active on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm not going to give you my LinkedIn handle, but you can find me. It's Jim Reese, and its last name is R-I-E-S. Pronounced Reese like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but not spelled that way. Uh, otherwise, our website is offitkerman.com, and it's O-F-F-I-T-K-U-R-M-A-N.com. Uh, my email is J-R-I-E-S at offitkerman.com. Those are the best ways to contact me. And I welcome any of those who would like more information about business development, more information about uh, our firm's growth. Maybe they're interested in, you know, in understanding more about our acquisition model. Happy to discuss all or any of that. Awesome. Jim, thank you for being on Lawyer Business Advantage today. Thanks so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Everyone, that is Jim Reese, Director of Business Development with Offit Kerman. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners 
is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.